Blog Talk Radio. Tonight we'll go back in time to seasons past, when 22 men graced the rugged fields of yesterday, fighting for one more first down, one more yard gain, one final score which would bring victory after 60 minutes of battle on the gridiron. Tonight we'll explore the world of gridiron greats. Welcome to Gridiron Greats Football History of Memorabilia on the Gridiron Greats Publishing and Broadcasting Network. In conjunction with Swick Enterprises, we're live from the Wallingford, Connecticut home of Gridiron Greats Magazine. And I'm Bob Swick, publisher and editor of Gridiron Greats Magazine, and I'll be your host for the show. Gridiron Greats is the only publication in America which focuses upon the history and memorabilia of the North American football game since its inception in 1869. We cover 140-plus years of football history and memorabilia. You'll find us on the web at gridirongreatsmagazine.com. It's at this time I would like to introduce my co-host. He is a senior contributing writer to Gridiron Greats Magazine, a football memorabilia historian specializing in pre-World War II items, in particular Rick Grange, and also Seahawk items, in particular Steve Larger. He has. Department Oregon, Mr. Joe Squires. Joe, welcome to the show this evening. <laughs> uh, always a pleasure, Captain. Happy to be here, sir. Welcome to November. The football season is in its uh, thrust right now. <coughs> Excuse me, games. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Some Tuesday, some uh, Wednesday. Everything is happening all at once. It's uh, an amazing time of the year. Finally, that other uh, that other sport with the stick and the little white ball is over, and I don't mean golf. Uh, we get that out of the way, and we can focus on football. It is truly football season. But we're going to take a step back in time tonight, and uh, we're going to talk a r- little bit about I know one of your favorite sets, and a set that's brought back a lot of memories for me, too, the 1984 Tops football set. And I can remember many, many years ago that set coming into the market. I remember the blue box with the brown football on the box. I remember the wrapper. I remember opening several boxes, opening them up, making a couple sets out of it. 
And there were a couple of rookies in there. It seemed to be very, very hot at the time. I could command a dollar each for those cards. Truly amazing. And I know that's a favorite of yours. So I'm going to hand off to you and some memories for you for 1984. Oh, absolutely. You, you gave me goosebumps just saying, introducing 1984 Tops football. Uh, young young boy born in the Pacific Northwest, 84 Tops, was one of the last football sets that I remember collecting uh, before I discovered wow. girls. As the cycle of many of us collectors goes, uh, although a lot of us, I'm sure, are still living in our parents' basements, collecting Star Wars and football. Uh, some of us discover girls around, uh, you know, or, or, you know, around grade school and uh, and move on. Uh, but no, I can uh, distinctly remember going down to the corner 7-Eleven and plunking my dollar down, getting four packs, opening them. And as you mentioned, uh, even I was aware of. You know, the young upstarts in the NFL, Dan Marino and John Elway, which were just predominant in there, and, you know, the, the, the top rookie cards. And it's beca- it kind of became when I became aware of rookie cards and just what it meant. Because up until that point, card was a card. Uh, and right. even, even right. during that year, a card was a card. Terry Bradshaw's card is in there. You know, you've got a Danny White. Uh, there was also another young man started in the NFL who dazzled the NFL, Eric Dickerson, watching him mm-hmm. run up and down the field. I think he racked up about 2,100 yards. Didn't he set his rookie, a rookie record that year? Something like that. It's just that, that set. So uh, I took the liberty of going to check. I'm not very good at homework, but uh, I always like to prepare for the captain. Uh, that set has 11 total rookie cards in it. Let me run them down. Wow. Russ Grimm, Ricky Jackson. Uh, I hate to say this, but Morton Anderson. Nice mm-hmm. kicker in there. Jack, Jackie Slater, who even I remember. Howie Long, his son went to Oregon. So I met Howie a few times, bumping into him at U of O games. Daryl Green, Dwight Stevenson, favorite of our guest last week, Andre Tippett. Obviously, Elway. Dan Marino, and as I mentioned, that beautiful card showing Eric Dickerson with his uh, goggles on, one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. And one, one last card that I'm sure everyone listening knows, the tops number 196. Yeah, you guessed it, Steve Largent. It's uh, one of my favorite <laughs> cards. Just, uh, I, uh, That's great. But most, of our, most of our listeners will know, but uh, on the 25th anniversary, uh, 25 year anniversary of this set about a decade ago, I wrote an article for gridiron. It's one of the favorite articles I wrote. Um, just really <laughs> dug into one of my favorite sets. Uh, you know, the, the, the sheets, the layouts, how they cut it, how they, you know, how they collated the cards, how they came in off, uh, you know, how they cut them off the sheets and organized them. Pretty fascinating. Even I learned a lot, you know, writing that there are 11 total rookie cards in this set in the 1984 top set. There is one other set that has more rookie cards in it than 84 tops. Can you name that, Captain? Oh, that's a tough one. You got me on the spot here. I'll defer to you. 1948 league. Oh, the 1948 league. The 1948 league set has has 12. 
Uh, 55 come, becomes close, but they split it between Bowman and Topps All-American, and half those All-Americans right, right. are rookie cards. Are, are rookie cards. These are true rookie cards. Uh, and in the last couple of years, they've added a few, you know, so it'll, it'll keep growing. One more. So as you look around that set, think about who in there, you know, might one day become uh, another Hall of Fame rookie card. In the 84 or in the 48? Yeah, in the 84. In the, in the 84. They need one more to tie, to tie 48 lead. Oh, okay. Yep, yep. The the interesting part mm-hmm. of the eighty four tops up at that time, taking it from a dealer's perspective, and I could still remember buying wax boxes of that for ten dollars and eighty cents, which was the wholesale rate on it. And um now actually it was nine sixty. I'm looking at my notes now. Nine dollars and sixty cents. I bought two boxes yeah. of that. And at shows, show dealers would have them out for the astounding price of $15 a box, dealer to dealer. And um, correct me if I'm wrong, there were quarter there were quarter packs, right? I'm pretty sure. Correct, yes. 25, yeah, okay. So there were quarter, quarter wax packs. So if you had 36 packs, basically... Yep. Uh, nine bucks. You had, uh, yeah, nine bucks, um, which the dealers were charging more because of all the rookies in it because everybody was want, wanting to obtain the Marino and the Elway card because they were so valuable at a dollar each. And I vaguely remember getting like three, four of each in each box. And, you know, you could sell those. You make all your money back on the box type of thing at the same time. So uh, it's very interesting as far as what it's sold for. Now, I'm also looking at my notes. I fast forward, and the year was 2000 and, I'm sorry, 1997. I sold a unopened wax box of it to another dealer for $125. Can you imagine <laughs> that? So no, you know what they're worth now? Today, yep, I, you I know what they're worth now? Car. I could have bought a new car. Hey, uh, with, uh, <laughs> yeah, with what it is. A, non, a non-X'd out uh, BBC, you know, you know, uh, you know, validated, 84 tops wax box, 36 packs in it, uh, goes for anywhere between 800 and a thousand dollars. Wow. So wow. I've, uh, I've always wanted someone smarter than me to sit down and go, if you would have invested $9 in the stock market in 1984, right. and right. if you would have invested $9 in 1984 tops football, where would you be right now? Right. You know, right. uh, cause I mean, it's almost, it's almost, it's over a hundred fold investment for for 1984 tops football. And well, you know, I think what I think what some, you know, again, we go back in time, we look at we look at trends, we look at what happened in the market over the years. I don't think there was ever a time period in my opinion in the hobby where there was not some sort of demand for wax packs and or wax boxes. Obviously, it yeah. wanes during 1989, roughly to 1993-94, when you had the explosion. So now you got, you know, basically nickel and dime packs everywhere, you know, for most of that stuff, with yeah. the exception of a handful of items. Uh, but, you know, in making your comparison, if I had bought 10 boxes at $9 each, 
which is was uh, I'm, I I made a mistake before. I said nine sixty. I got nine. It's nine dollars for the was the wholesale price at the time mm-hmm. that I was, I was buying them. And uh, long story short, if I bought ten boxes, I would have ten thousand dollars today on a ninety dollar investment, which is pretty good. Yeah. And again, what did people do? They bought the ten boxes of the nineteen eighty nine tops football and put it away only to realize they're lucky to get three to five dollars for the box now because it's basically yeah, totally. junk wax and the, you know and the same thing with pro set or yeah. you know 90 score 91 score stuff like that 91 clear. so uh you the know year previous, it, it, the year previous the year previous in 1983 if you would have invested yeah. nine dollars in a box of 1983 wax now that's only worth about 250 300 dollars if you would have right. waited uh, you know, three years and bought 1987 wax. Like you said, 87, 88, it's worth maybe 10 bucks a box. It's not much. Yep. yep. So. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, again, it's, it's, it's all foresight. But, again, the 1984 set to me uh, was just a classic set filled with rookies. Yep. It was a nice-looking set. It was sharp-looking. Yep. It had very good co- coalition, coalition to it so you can make sets to it. Um, yep. it, it's, it's, it, it was, it was a great set to collect and I got, I'm going to fast forward. Um, Brenda for my birthday bought me a 2019 box of Don Roos hobby football. And I opened it up and it, it was, it was an interesting, I haven't opened up wax in a long time or foil. now. it's not wax foil packs. And because it was a hobby box and because the box basically went for 80 bucks, I, I was kind of shocked to see what I got out of the box itself because there were so many different insert cards in each pack. So I'm saying to myself, A, I don't know how anybody can collect anything without opening up seven, eight boxes of this stuff to even make a yeah. big set out of it because the workings are short printed And... <laughs> Sorry, uh, the the rookies are short printed. The um, inserts are short printed. It, it was lousy as far as the coalition coalition uh, was concerned. So I don't yeah. know the excitement of other than opening up a pack and pulling a hundred dollar card out of or two hundred dollar card. <laughs> if, if you get lucky, yeah. it, you know, it's truly amazing. Truly, truly no, amazing. A eighty four is the last wax that I opened, so it's the last time as a child I could, you know, as a kid I can remember buying wax and opening it. Uh, I didn't buy much in eighty three or eighty two, so it's also nostalgic for me in that way. Uh, you know, and I I definitely didn't buy eighty five, eighty six going on. So it's the last pack, last wax that I bought. It was obviously one of the most exciting seasons. I can remember the drive, John Elway against the Cleveland Browns, and watching that mm-hmm, with a mm-hmm. friend's a neighbor. I can remember, uh, you know, but Terry Bradshaw, I think, got hurt that year, and that was his last year. There's just there's a, a lot of stuff that's associated with that pack or with that that, that yep, set. Yep. Just it's a classic. It's it's a classic, and it's one of my favorites, and I absolutely love it. Yeah, some some good memories of that set. And now we can 
you can pretty much put the set together with some hunting raw without without much problem. Yep. You can also um, buy the set complete. It's, it's not that much money, yep. but it's just, it's just a nice nice yep. classic set to to think about. Yeah, and, uh, and I. I don't. I don't know if you noticed, the, but the, uh, the the picture I sent you of all the uncut sheets in my office that I finally got yeah, framed. Yeah. You'll notice uh, amongst all the classic uncut sheets nestled in there was, uh, you know, Series C 1984 tops with the uh, Elway yep. and Marino guard. Uh, that yep, one yep. sheet has both the Elway and Marino on that left border midway up. That uh, that just that just make that sheet. So that that one sheet is hanging in my office. Uh, just it reminds me how much how much I love that set. Yeah, it's a beautiful sheet, beautiful sheet, I mean, and it's amazing to see where they were located on the sheet too, and uh, the careers they ended up having. It's just it, it amazes me. It truly amazes me. It's just classic football, to say the least. And uh, I'm gonna put you on the spot. When was the last time or what's the last year you can actually find sheets uncut sheets in the market after the explosion of 89 90 91 92 oh boy uh why well, don't any idea uh, the oldest i i would imagine uh i i've cut my search off at like 88 uh Okay. I mean, and I've got enough 88 sheets. I don't really bother buying anymore. Uh, I don't really look past 88 because I don't really sweat it. I don't collect it. Uh, okay. Uh, you know? Uh, so, I mean, I would imagine you can get the sheets, but I've never really looked, Bob. Sorry. Uh, you know? The, it's, um, uh, it's set up. I had a collector ask me about that, and I said, well, you know, you got you got to hunt for them. But I said, I know still prevalent. I still see it shows every once in a while as anything from 89 to 92, 93 at the outset. I really don't see anything, you know, past that because I don't know, you know, if, if they even went to the market, you know, went to market I wonder. or if they're, you know, printer scrap that came out on the market, whatever the case may be. I, I honestly don't know. So, uh, oh, that's it. I think you're on the spot. I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that. that. No. All right. At this time, I'd like to introduce my co-host. He's ready. And I'd like to welcome our special guest. He was last on our show back in October of 2012. He was also featured as a super collector in Great Iron Grace magazine. He has an incredible super collection of Cleveland Browns items, and in particular, items from Mr. Jim Brown, including cards and memorabilia. He's also an authority on all items, Jim Brown, and I'd like to welcome a good friend of ours back to the show, Mr. Ray. Show dog. Frisbee. Ray. Welcome to the show. Hey, hey, hey how are you guys doing? Doing good. One of my favorite right. nicknames. <laughs> hey, 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 before we get started, before we get started, uh, Joe, you would have to bring up uh, the drive, wouldn't you? <laughs> I didn't even think about that. I apologize. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's it's fine. It's fine. That it just gives me another reason to go out and buy some more brown stuff. <laughs> As if you needed me to nudge you. Exactly. You must have a warehouse over there, Ray, with all your stuff. I don't. I don't even know how you could you could fit everything. It's incredible. Hey, how, how well, does it? 
How'd you get started collecting all that stuff? Um, probably pretty much like most kids. I started off, you know, at a very young age, collecting, you know, running to the drugstore, running to, uh, um, about to give my age, running to Woolworths and getting the the uh, the ten cent pack of cards and you know that whole kind of thing. Uh, and then probably I went to the first game around '62, uh, and I got a program, a, a bobblehead, and a pennant. So between wow. between collecting the cards and, and, and those those items that kinda that kinda set me on the path. Wow. Unbelievable. I, Unbelievable. And was the last I, I talked I saw you at the, the Cleveland convention last time, right? Or was it the time before? No, it was last time. You were there, right? Right, 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 right. Yeah, okay. All right. Because we stopped by the table, we ended up talking. I remember that now. <laughs> Right, it's, right, it's right. So it's incredible. interesting, right? You, I mean, you, you heard me telling my story about, you know, opening up wax packs and stuff. I mean, I'm 48. Uh, how old are you? Because your collection is way more vintage than mine. And if you're running to the drugstore to pick this stuff up. Right. Well, I am, I am 64. Um, okay. And, uh, yeah, so, yeah, I got, a, I got a couple, I got a couple years on you guys. Well, Bob's thirty-five. Yeah, you got a lot on me now. Now I'm sixty-one now. Right. So yeah, yeah. We, 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 but to be honest, yeah, to be years, honest though, huh? I didn't really, I didn't get like like full fledged into it until after I got out the Air Force and the oh, whole okay. um, yeah. card show, the card show um, thing era. Yeah. Uh, Came upon us because I had ne- when I got at the Air Force in '89. I in yeah 1989. I had never heard of a card show. My son took me to my first card show. Wow, wow, that's pretty cool. <laughs> I don't know if you remember this, Ray, but I mean, I don't know if you remember this, Ray, but I first met you uh, when I bought a uh, 1946 Sears uh, Cleveland Brown uncut sheet off of you, uh, and I don't I do, even remember, I do remember how. That. Yeah, and I don't remember how we got in contact with each other. I, I think you were selling something on eBay, and I reached out to you, and next thing you know, we're emailing, and I'm like, wait a minute, did you say you have that in an uncut sheet? Do you mind, what's your phone number? Do you mind if I call you? And we, we spent like an hour right. on the phone. Right, right. You're talking you in, about your you live in Chicago. Don't you, live in, don't you live in the Chicago area? No, I, I live in Portland, Oregon. But I think okay. I think we I was coming to the national I was coming to the national that year because that was about boy that was because uh, somehow or another I was talking about Chicago that was I think the, I was coming was to the that, national was that the first Chicago uh, I mean first Cleveland national or was it um, perhaps the one it had to have been so that was quite a while ago then. What year was it? Well, I think the first national that I went to was ninety four, ninety five, something like that. And then they would have them. They would come back like every three or four years, something like that. But I think I think I met you, Joe, in in uh, I yeah. want to say maybe oh four, because because they were also doing the um, the, the sixty four championship. They were I think it was the fortieth anniversary for the uh, sixty four championship oh, yeah. team. That yeah, year, yeah. I'll, I'll admit, Ray, the Nationals I, start to blend together. But I, I do remember I met exactly. you in the Nationals, and it was right after we exactly. Spoke. Well, you know, it, it seems like once you get past sixty, everything starts blending together. 
it, gentlemen. Uh, but <laughs> no, I just remember uh, talking to you and just and I'm just uh, you're talking about your your collection. I'm just like, holy crap! Uh, it, Bob, it reminds me of when I met Mike Blaisdell just up at a weird show in Seattle, and I just I asked him about something. He knew he knew and he one up to me and I one up to him and he one up to me and then he one up to me and he one up to me and I was like who are you you, you know, he's, yeah I was just you know Ray was the same or I'm like wait a minute you have what you have Jim Brown's sideline jacket what where the hell did you get that you know it was just it was incredible talking to you and I just I, I love that you're back on the show again thank you but uh, well, I, I, you know, I appreciate the honor guys yeah, well, I mean, back 10 years ago, you know, nine years ago when you are on the show, uh, you know, you had an, you had an impressive collection. Uh, you know, what are, what are some of the items you've added since then, uh, you know, since you, we last talked to you? Uh, how much time you guys got? Okay, you know, I'll just go, I'll just go, I'll just go with the, um, I'll just go, I'll just go with the big stuff. Uh, probably since, because, because I had just finished, I had just finished doing that um, that reality show, so that gives me a, a timeline. So yeah, since probably since then, uh, added a lot of game used stuff, footballs. Uh, oh, I got that, I got that five foot stadium um, that was given to me um, of of the of the new Cleveland Stadium, which basically prompted me to um, have a, a five foot stadium of the of the old stadium built. Um, but you know, I think for the most part, though, I really probably since then to now, I really just started focusing on uh, Jim Brown, um, whether whether they were programs from the games and the ticket club from the games, and it, yeah. I just, I just I, yeah, I think I'm more between that and I finished off all my nodders, I mean bobbleheads. Wow, you got one. <laughs> Right, you got you got all of yeah. them. Yeah, all of them. That wow, unbelievable. Well, yeah, you, you, oh, had well, you know, it's, go for it, Ray. Wait, go ahead. Uh, you had a really good focus on Jim Brown Pryor. I mean, you you had, you know, you know, peel offs. I mean, you know, obviously, but I mean, you you're pretty focused on Jim Brown before. So you're you're saying in the last like you know eight nine years you've really honed in and focused on programs, tickets, game-used items from the Jim Brown era? Right. And then, and then, and then too, I started finding out more, more things about Jim Brown. So then I was like, oh, well, I got to get this. I mean, I didn't – his rookie year, I didn't know he wore three different numbers. So it was like, okay, so uh, first game ever, he wore number 45, and then he got 32. And then his first Pro Bowl that year, he wore number six. So then it was like, oh, uh, those are things that I didn't even have a clue, and I'm supposed to be a Jim Brown, you know, guy, and it's like I didn't have a clue about that. I didn't know he wore wow. six during the Pro Bowl. That must have been before they allowed people to just wear their jersey, and, you know, if there's five number 32s out on the field, so be it. Right, 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 right. There was an old-time – I can't remember. It was a Philadelphia Eagle old-time guy uh, that, that that had – that had um, 32, so he had to. Matter of fact, I don't think it was. Well, obviously, if he, if he wore number six, there must have been not been any numbers left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's reserved for quarterback. Yeah. Wow. Right. So right. I, I, 
So, I mean, what, what's, what's been the hardest program ticket, et cetera, for you to pick up during, you know, during this explosion of Jim Brown collection you've had? I just, I just got it probably a few months ago, and it was the, his very first one, that number 45, the, the game that he put the oh, nice. very first pre- – right, the one that he wore, number 45. It was against Detroit. Um, I, I finally got that, and hopefully uh, on the 23rd of this month, I'll, I'll get him to sign it. No, a little well, tangent here. Is well. that why Ernie Davis wore 45 is because of that? Uh, no. Well, you know, it's Jim Brown and Ernie Davis both wore 44 at, um, at, uh, Syracuse. So, um, I'm just, yeah, I'm guessing, I'm guessing somebody else already had 44. So Ernie went to the next number up and and took 45. I mean, I don't really, I don't really know the story of why he took 45. Uh, now you're just giving me something else I got to research. All right. Bob, you got the next question? Yeah, okay. Sorry about that. I got cut out here. Um, Ray, I know this is a tough question. Can you pick six top favorite items in your collection and describe them? Six? Oh, man. Uh Okay, so well, you know what? You know, I'll just go. I'll, I'll just go with my white whale. Um, probably the biggest, the biggest one was that uh, it's the it's the '63 Jim Brown, uh, Yukon coffee print. It was one of those mail-in kind of things, and it took me forever, forever, forever to even see one, and then then it took me forever, forever to find one. So I would say that. And then I just finally, I recently got that um, signed by Jim Brown. That would be one. Um, oh, the 1946, uh, the, the Browns' first year ever, uh, it was a 1946 game-used team-signed football. And the cool thing about that wow. football is um, the, uh, the commissioner of the All-American Football Conference uh, in 1946 was um, James Crowley. And he only and he was only the commissioner for one year, so you right. can, you know there's no way you know in other in other words if you find the ball with his name on it, it's a 1946 ball. So when I seen it, I was like, oh man, this you know I, I don't know if you guys do the same thing that I do, but if I see something that I haven't seen or I have to like look at it and stare at it, it's like okay, am I really looking at looking at what I think I'm looking at? Um, and so yeah, I got really amped when I found that. Um, and then, of course, the, um, the first Jim Brown's preseason program uh, that he wore number 45. Um, oh, 1955 championship signed presentation ball. Uh, Autograms last game, uh, whole team signed it. Uh, and, it's, you know, and those pre- presentation balls had the little elf on it, uh, painted on yep, it, you yep. know, kind of thing. Um, oh. Uh, I just recently got Ernie Davis, Cleveland Brown signed check. Um, don't see those often. Wow. And, and the, the, partic- the particular yeah. check that I recently got, it was like a couple of months uh, before he passed away. Right. Wow. Um, how many paychecks did he? Drew? How many paychecks do you think he drew from the Browns? Well, you figure. Um, I'm guessing not a whole lot uh, because I mean. Yeah. He yes because 
I mean, he never played a down, and he died in 63. So, I mean, yeah, I, I would imagine there's, let's, let's, even if there's 50 of them out there, how many of them survived? And I don't even think it was that many. Yeah, I don't think yeah, it would be that probably, many either. I mean, probably three or four at the most, and that's it. And if he got an advance check when he signed or whatever, he got any bonus check. You know, I can't. Yeah. I, I right. mean, that's, to me, that's an impossible. That's an impossible collective. I don't care what anybody says. I mean, Ray Wood has work of one beyond one of one. You know, <laughs> unbelievable. And as right. morbid as it sounds, as morbid as it sounds, did the Browns continue to pay him even though he didn't play after he after he stepped away from the team? Yes. Yes. Well, well, well that check that check was he cashed uh uh about two months. Two three months before? No, I don't think it was three. I, it was like two months and some change before he passed away. So, so yeah, he was okay. he was he was. Uh, that's one good thing. The art model art model took care of him and his family. Okay, okay, I kind of figured. Our, our, art model may have been an a hole for many reasons, but that wasn't it. So. Right, right, and then that was five things, and probably the last thing I'm gonna go with um, that uh, that the elf. The L three foot knotter. It took me forever to find one of those things. So what is wow. it? What is it again? The what? It's a it's a it's a, it's a three foot it's a three foot bobblehead and it's the one it was one of the first three foot ones they came out with. It's a uh, mean brownie. It's a it's a it's a brown it's a, it's a brownie L. Oh, got it, got it. It's the logo. Yeah, it's the yeah. uh, the mascot mascot logo. How many? Right, uh, right, 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 right. But it's a but it's a three foot it's a three foot it's a three foot L. Okay, how many? How many? Well, those, are, Davis, those are some uh, esoteric items, right? How many Ernie Wait, Davis how, items do you have in your collection? Signed items. Uh, let me see. I, I have. Uh, I have the. I have the original contract that he signed with the Browns. I have that check. I have a team signed football. Uh, wow. I got a couple cards. I got a rookie card and a oh a rookie card uh, that um, which come card uh, which card is that called um, uh, what, what is that set that came out where where they showed the um it's uh, the um, I can't, new card the new, new card yeah, the new card right and, right and then and then and then I have uh, the the game that he showed up the doubleheader game right wow that's unbelievable. This stuff is so rare. It, it's it's just it's just shocking to what you have. Unbelievable. Right, right, ex- exactly. Exactly. And he's my second. He's my second favorite player. So I'm always looking out for his stuff. Yeah, very cool. Um, I, you know, you've been doing this a lot more than I, a lot longer than I have, right? And, and I always just tip my hat to the guys who you know paved the way before me for collecting. Uh, all these years, all of these rare Cleveland Brown items that you've got, and a lot of them are very one of one. I mean, you're talking about, you know, the three foot tall, you know, you know, brownie. You you've got to have some stories of people you've encountered, of airports you've chased down. You, you know, you heard Jim Brown was on, you know, you know, gate D and ran down there to see him. I mean, uh, do you have any stories you can share for us and how you picked up a couple of your items? Um. Well, uh, there was a uh, – it was a gigantic – it was a picture. It was a picture of the championship game uh, that Kodak took. 
and they blow it up. They blew it up and they put it on uh, like plasterboard or whatever you want to call it. And it's probably maybe four foot high and five feet wide. Really, uh, and uh, somebody somebody got it at the um, you know when they auctioned everything off at the stadium after the move, uh, and I ended up getting it. Uh, I had to. What was the to picture get, of? What was what was the, the picture it's of? A picture is a it's an action picture of the '64 championship game, uh, and in the oh, picture wow. okay. it shows it shows um, Frank Ryan is actually dropping back, and Jim Brown in this picture is actually blocking. So 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 that kind of killed the rumor of Jim Brown never blocked. Um, but but I, I I got invited to it was a uh, invitation only uh, Cleveland Brown event at the stadium, um, and I got and I, and I took the thing and well, actually what it was it was the fifty four sixty four reunion. Uh, so they brought every oh, every wow. living player from the fifty four and sixty four um, championship games. They brought them. Uh, and they had dinner for him. So I was able to stand at the uh, entrance, or I should say at a table. So as they came in, as as the players came in and checked in, um, I got them to sign. I wow. got them to sign that thing. Wow. And then the only, only other really good story that I that I could, I mean, just just like just it just gives me chills when I think about it. Um, I was fortunate to do probably in the last three or four years. I was fortunate to do. Mm, about four or five private signings with Jim Brown. And when I say private, it was Jim Brown, me, and one other guy. So for 45 wow. minutes to an hour, wow. um, I just got a chance to just talk and, you know, chit-chat uh, with my childhood legend. Wow. I got to go wow. back to that 64 championship picture. How many of the players, I mean, because Bob and I have talked about this before, you know, you know, I'm sure Jim Brown has seen a thousand of his rookie cards. How often do you get to put something in front of a player that makes him stop and go, wow, where did you get this? This brings back some memories. I mean, what were some of the reactions to that? Uh, well, you know, uh, it was kind of mixed because some of the guys, you know, they were in bad shape mentally. So, you know, they just kind of looked at it and it's like, oh, and, you know, sign where others, others would stop. Um now, now, those are some of the, you know, you just you just conjured up some really good, because those are some of the stories, like, uh, I mean, I could think of Bill Willis and Lou Groza, you know, me taking programs, yep. and it, they would actually stop, and like, oh, man, I haven't seen one of these. And then they, the way they hold up the whole line and start looking through the program, you know, that whole kind of thing. Ah. But, 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 but the majority of the guys, the majority of the guys were really good, um, and, um, you know, in terms of signing and, you know, that whole kind of thing. Uh, but I would say probably um, the biggest the biggest kick that I got that particular night though was um, I didn't know Burt Jones was Dub jo- Dub Jones' son. So when they showed up, I didn't even recognize oh. Dub Jones, who was a Cleveland Browns. I recognized Burt Jones, and I said, "Hey, Burt Jones, how you doing? What are you doing here?" He said, "I'm." He said, "I'm with my dad." I'm like, "Oh, who's your dad?" He's like, and he pointed, and I and and still. I'm looking at the old guy. I'm like, well, who is that? And he's like, that's uh, William Jones, you know, Doug Jones. I was like, that's your dad. And then and we started talking. It was like, oh my goodness, I I never I never knew. Wow. I'll wow. admit, Ray, I didn't know that either. But I mean, I can totally see how that would be embarrassing. That's funny. 
Right, and they had and they had a um, the Browns had made up a commemorative poster um, that kind of like highlighted the '64 and '54. And the cool thing was, um, they gave me one of those posters, and I had all the guys from the '64 team and all the guys from the '64 team. That was probably cooler because. Uh, and here's the other thing: when they have those events, all the alumni come. So guys from the '60s, '70s, '80s, '90s. So wow. I have to. I have to I have to look at guys and say, okay, is this guy from the '64 team, or did he play in '74? So that was it was a little it was a little tough maneuvering uh, around that as yeah. well too. Where do you yeah. keep that signed '64 painting, Ray? I, I got to see a picture of that. You say you say where is it? Where is it? Where do you keep that? And you got to take a picture I, well, of that. You know, it was it. hanging. It was it was it was hanging up. It was hanging up. See, I have I have. Um, where I display my items, I have two. I had two like big, big rooms. Um, but my biggest room that was already in the back, it there's no heat back there. So in the winter time it gets damp and cold, and in the summertime. So last summer, or I should say last spring, I went back there and there was mold everywhere. And I panicked awesome. and I took everything down and I cleaned it. Anything that had mold on it, I cleaned it up. Uh, so a lot of a lot of my stuff um, at this at this point is in tubs. Or they're stocked up in some place where it's warm uh, bec- until I figure out. Until I figure out. Um, to be honest with you, even with the two rooms that I had, I half of my stuff was still in tubs because I just have, you know, I have too much stuff. Right. So ho- hopefully, I can contact right. the Brown and get them with another um, museum. Ray, I'm I'm always willing to help out a fellow collector. I have a nice humidity-controlled room at my house if you need somewhere to hang out. <laughs> As a, as hey, you a don't know, you don't know how many. Hey, you don't know how many invitations. You know how how many of those invitations I've gotten in the past. Hey, and Ray, <laughs> just as a public service announcement, by the way, if you ever go to a Peyton Manning autograph signing and he's there with an old man that he introduces as his dad, Archie Manning was a quarterback for the Saints back in the seventies. Just <laughs> just public service announcement. Just throwing it out there. Now I wow. actually I actually remember. I see. <laughs> Archie, Archie is that's my era. So, so I actually remember yeah, Archie. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, we were teenagers then. So, I mean, we, we definitely right. remember the seventies. Right. You know, you know. Right, exactly. That's, that's definitely well, true. Well, see, I, gra- I, I graduated in seventy three. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Did Did you ever Did you continue your collection until the Browns moved the first time? Or did you just you're basically like in you know from '46 up until like the early '70s? I'm just curious. Oh no 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 I I well well I I I do collect I do collect some some of the some of the newer stuff. Just there's just not. Here's the problem with the since 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 they came back in '99. The problem is the players yep. don't stay. It's like a revolver right. door. You buy some of their stuff, and then two two years later, they're gone. And then on top of that, their signature is horrible. It's like, what happened to penmanship? Yeah. Yep. 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 You so, just so, yeah, you this, just this, mentioned this, yeah, something this. that bugs us. Yep. Go ahead. Ah, uh, we just we we had a guest on last week. He was talking about favorite players, and just in in today's free agency, you you summed it up perfectly, right? Just. Uh, you know your favorite player is there for six. You, your favorite player gets drafted. You love him. You've got all the jerseys, and then his rookie contract ends, and he's out the door. 
Well, we'll see with Cleveland, it's not even that long. They're not even they're not <laughs> even playing out their whole rookie contract. They're, I mean, it's it's been yeah. such a revolving door up there, circus, circus slash oh, revolving yeah. door. It's like they're they're there for two years, maybe three, and then and then what happens? The regi- a new regime comes in, they clean house, and then it's like let's reset the clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. I like that sta- I like the new stadium there though. When uh, the na- the national was in Cleveland the last time a few years back. I came out the day before it started, and I, I took uh, I took my own tour of the stadium there, and it was pretty cool. But um, I, you know, it's it's uh, it's much different than municipal. That's that's for sure. So you know, the memories are <laughs> at municipal. That's not gonna be at, at right, this stadium. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh you know yeah. It's I mean? a, it's a, it's yeah. It's like yeah. It's like going to one was like going to a a, a a local bar, and another one is like going to church. I mean, it's it's just, yeah, it's just, yeah. Yeah, I, I got that feeling. I I went into the, the little pro shop there. That was the only thing open. And I asked them, do you guys give tours? And they said, no. So I said, okay. And then I'm looking around. They, you know, they were helpful. There were young, a couple of young kids working there. And then I walked and I looked at all the plaques and I, and I, and I, I took a picture, a selfie of me in front of the, the brown uh, statue there. But uh, it's it's a nice location. I mean, I can see on game day it gets got to be pretty wild there, uh, you know, with all the bars on that main road over there and everything else. So pretty interesting. Right. Uh, another question. Right. Another question I got to ask. I want to ask you about your your uh, collection. How much? What do you do in pennants? As far as as far as brown pennants, I know you got a lot, but do you you think you got pretty much a complete run of them or the older no, ones? No, 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 no. There's a there's a guy there's a guy uh that lives in Cleveland who has pretty much I mean he has pennants that I've never never I've never seen before yeah, and I've probably seen them since I've seen his. Yeah. Dan Goich is probably um uh, not uh not Dan Goich um his name will come to me. He's a he's a reader of GG. And uh yeah, I I've, uh, I've seen his uh, pennant collection, it's incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, he yeah, so I mean I try, I try to. I mean, as soon as, if I find things, I mean, I grab them as, as I find them. But you know, when 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 I when I seen his collection, I was like, oh man, I've never seen that. He, I bet, I bet he has at least ten pennants that, yeah, probably ten pennants that I've never seen before. Okay. Huh. Right. So, um, so yeah, so yeah, I got a lot. The other question, yeah, not not. The other question I got to ask you. Do you know actually how many times you've met Jim Brown and you've had him sign stuff and or you know converse with them type of thing? <laughs> uh, mm, no, <laughs> I mean I, this, 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 <laughs> he knows me by name and his wife knows me by name, so it's been a lot. Wow. Um, but other wow. other than that, wow. because see, I catch him, I catch him, I catch him at, at training camp. Um, they used to do a lot of a lot of uh, preseason shows, um, but they they since cut those out. So I would see him at you know at those free shows. Um, so yeah, no, no Ray, I, yes, sir. Ray, the the standard we hold uh, us collectors to is how well you know a player is. We call it the Todd Tobias litmus. Uh, do you have that player's cell phone number and or have you ever been hot tubbing with that player? 
because uh, Todd Tobias has done both with Lance Allworth. He's been, he has a picture of him hot tubbing with Lance Allworth. So. Uh, <laughs> no and no. All right. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll go zero on that. You, you, don't, you don't technically know Jim Brown. Uh, do you have a cell phone number? Nope. All right. I'm not allowed to have Steve Largent's cell phone number. Conditions of my probation. So. <laughs> That's funny. Unbelievable. Right. You got any, um, I'm just curious, any advice for a beginning collector collecting stuff today? Beginning collector? Oh, man. One, I, I, they get my sympathy because, uh, you know, when we collected, we just had tops. So, you yeah. know, it wasn't like decision. Yeah. Where now it's like, what, I, I've lost count with how many different um, cart manufacturers <laughs> there are there. So, I would I would say uh, and on top of that they're expensive. I would just I would say uh, as advice um, collect what you like because um, it's it's it, yeah it's man I I can't even believe some of those prices. Oh boy, Ray, you just put a quarter in. You just put a quarter in Bob Swick and turn the button. You're, you you touched on something that is very close to him. We talk about that no, all no, the time. No, no, because it's it's like it's like it's like. The hobbyists, they're pricing themselves. In other words, if you don't get the yeah. young, a new generation to come in, it's like it's like you're just pricing yourself out of the game. Right, right. I, I can't so, agree with you more. I can't agree with you more because that, you know, again, you see, you see, uh, you know, and you saw this at Cleveland at the National. You see a, a father with a young son, maybe the kid's nine, uh-huh. ten, eleven years old. You know, he comes to the table. Okay. What do you give the kid a hundred dollar bill to pick out something for a couple packs or something? I mean, I mean it, it's ridiculous. And and you know, in my case, I try I always try to keep cards on the table. So if a kid wants something, I just give them the cards. You know, maybe for some way they'll get interested in it or you know whatever the case may be. But you know, what's the realistic expectation today of a father son going to a show? What are they actually collecting? You know, they're gonna. They're going to break a few boxes of 2019 donors at $80 a box. You know, that, that's really what it comes down to. You know, it's, it's crazy. Right. It's true. You know? Right. It's crazy. Well, you know, it, it seems like they, they, they've priced, they're pricing it for adults. That's what it seems right. like. Because right. you, right. you have to have a job. You have to have a job if you want to continue in the hobby as a new collector. I mean, you, you, there's no getting there's. I mean, you know, you, there's no running down. To the drugstore with a quarter uh, and buying a pack, and then you know running home. No, yeah, I mean, yeah, those those days those days are done. Wait, yeah, I mean, you can't, you, can't even, you can't even find them. Go ahead. You know, like at a drugstore today, you can't even find. In some cases now, you can't find them at Walmart. So you know, where's the kid right. gonna buy the buy the cards? You know, how many card shops are still around where they can run in and, and buy uh, buy a pack of cards or whatever? Oh. It's crazy. Oh yeah, yeah the internet. Is. Internet, internet killed, internet killed the, the card shop. Yep. Oh yeah. yeah. Listening to the two of you talk about this is the equivalent of the two of you sitting on the porch yelling, "Get off my lawn, you damn kids!" Just. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I may, agree, I may agree on it. I may agree everything you're talking about, but literally when Ray said that. I leaned back in my seat, grabbed some popcorn, and just started listening. <laughs> I, I was like, here she comes. 
Well, no, I mean, if if if, if you've done any collecting and you know for any length of time, I mean, you I mean you've seen the, the change in it changes, and it's like they're not really changes for the good. So I don't I don't know what the I don't think the hobby's going to do. That's why that's why I just focus on the vintage stuff because because one. If I buy something vintage, it, it's going to continue to go up in price. Where if you buy something new, yeah. you've got to go through that whole gamut. Is it going to go up? Is it going to go down? Is it going to be worthless? Yeah, exactly. I learned exactly. my lesson. I learned my lesson with the '89, with the '89 uh, score Barry Sanders. Uh-huh. I load, I loaded up on Barry Sanders when he was set to break the record, and then what did he do? He goes and retires, and I was yeah. stuck yeah. with all those Barry Sanders. <laughs> So that was You're the last. That was the last time. Yeah, that was the last time I, I bought anything fairly new. Yeah. Well, I'm well, lying because I, I I just loaded up on Baker Mayfield. So yeah, I'm lying. <laughs> Boy, yeah, but he's, of, he's only one. He's hey, only one player, though. I mean, it's not like you know. And hopefully right. he'll get some. Hopefully he'll survive his offensive line and and you know last a few years type of thing. You know, I, exactly. I you know again. You know what you're buying from the older stuff. You know you know your vintage stuff inside and out. I mean, there's pretty much nothing that you come across old in Browns items that you're not aware of. Number one and or B, you know what it is, and you know how it's going to fit your collection. So, you know you're you're truly an advanced vintage collector of Cleveland Browns stuff, and in particular Jimmy Brown stuff. So, I mean, uh, you know you know what you're doing. You know, I, again, I do feel sorry for young kids today who who really want to collect. You know what are they actually going to collect? You know that that's the key type of thing. So uh, right, I don't know. It, it's 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 problematic way, to say the least. Right, there's some Probably. really good Baker Mayfield memes flying around the internet. Uh, yeah, that it little is. porn. I've stash, seen them all. That little porn stash she's got going on. <laughs> you know, he got a press conference <laughs> at the last game, and he's got this little porn stash going on. And man, he looks like. He looks like the kind of guy you see in the five o'clock news professing his innocence. <laughs> right with the with the with the raincoat and army boots on. Yeah, exactly. No pants. Exactly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. They 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 cut yeah. in here on Sunday. They cut in here on uh, TV Sunday for the 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 end of the Browns um, Broncos game there. And I'm like shaking my head. I said, "Holy mackerel! How, how could they lose this one?" But uh, whatever. It, it yeah. is what it is. I, I I feel bad for you, but you still got the memories well, of hey, yours. Hey, yeah. hey, hey, hey! After that game, I went out. I went out and bought me a a, a Tom DeLeon uh, game used jersey. So I'm feeling good about it. Yeah, yeah, I saw <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah. That was cool. That was cool. That was a nice. Nice. Unbelievable. <laughs> well, Ray, we're almost out of yep. we're almost out of time. Any final words from the expert on the Browns and Jimmy Brown? Uh, no, no. Hey, I just, I just, I'm, I feel blessed that you guys would even think of having me on your show. Uh, uh, and I'm just gonna, I just enjoy it, and I'm gonna keep on collecting. And oh, I can't wait for the Christmas, uh, the Christmas um uh, gift gift exchange. Coming yeah. up this year, Secret, Secret Santa. Santa. Secret, Secret Santa. Santa. Yeah. I'm sorry, Secret Santa. Yeah, I can't. I can't wait. Yeah. You're, you're uh, gonna well, be, I, you're, I feel bad for anybody who gets you as uh, as the Secret Santa <laughs> because man, oh man. 
I don't know what they could possibly buy you, but whatever. No, no. See, that's where you're wrong because, see, anything Cleveland Browns or somebody gets me, I enjoy it because it's Cleveland Browns. So, really, that's, yeah, I mean, my daughter yeah, has been buying yeah. me Cleveland Browns probably since she was nine, and she's 38 now. So, it doesn't it doesn't matter. It's just – as long as you get me something Cleveland Brown, I appreciate it. So, yeah, yeah, th- yeah, there's no wrong gift. There's no wrong gift. And then on top of that, <laughs> it's, a, it's a gift. It's a gift. So, yeah, yeah no. It's a gift. But that's cool. Ray, thank that's you cool. for being on the show. It's the, the other way around. Ray, we love you. Are, uh, you are a true collector. I- Ray, we I just love you on the show. You're great. I mean, you get you got that passion for collecting. You're, you're like a you're a walking history of the Browns and Jimmy Brown. I just I love it. I just love it. So, thanks for being well, hey, on. Today. Hey, thanks. Thanks, thanks again, guys, for having me. Okay, you're welcome, Ray. Ray, all right. Show that Brisbane. Our guest tonight is down to almost two minutes. Joe, we're gonna go into our two minute warning and wrap up. I'm handing off to you what you learned on tonight's show. Uh, show dog. I love that nickname. That is, that is, uh, that's a classic. That's right up there with the ambassador of football, the captain, you. So I love it. Yeah. He's yeah. Ray's collection is just, it's just, it's just mind boggling. And what, what was interesting, yeah. I, I did, I know I ran into him the last show in Cleveland, which was, must've been a couple of years ago. And, uh, you know, we talked that he was, he was telling me a few things that he was looking at there at the show. So it was, it was cool. And again, I, I, yeah. I can picture him at a Browns game. I can picture him at the old municipal stadium. And it's just, it, to me, it's just classic football. And that's, that's what the hobby's all about. It's, it's the preservation of the yeah. memory of the history of the game. And, and in particular, you know, a team that's had a lot of rough, rough times in the you know past 30 years, basically. And uh, yep. they're still going strong, and they still have fans like Ray, and that's the coolest part yeah. about it. I, I truly enjoy it. Yeah, I truly enjoy and it, was, it. And it was cool now, remembering to give a how I how I met him, where I was just you know buying something off eBay, and then you just you just start a dialogue with someone, and next thing you know, I'm talking to somebody with one of the you know most impressive Browns collections ever, and uh, I just remember introducing him to you, and like we got to get this guy on the show. Yep. Yep, exactly, exactly. Uh, just to give a heads up, I know you're going to be on uh, holiday for the rest of the month, uh, but I'm going to be back with the show probably before Thanksgiving with a special guest co-host, and I know you're going to be back in December, Joe, and we've got a bunch of shows yep. we're going to record in December. Um, so I, I wish you well. Wish you well. I'll be heading to Minnesota for Heading to Minnesota to visit the in-laws for Thanksgiving. And that should be interesting. That yeah. should be interesting. And, and hopefully, hopefully you won't have a blizzard or anything like that. <laughs> you're, you're stuck there in the airport or whatever type of thing. So just my infamous trip from uh, <clears throat> Phoenix to Chicago to Hartford, and I'm stuck in Chicago for two days on a, a three-inch snowstorm, a freak snowstorm that came. And I said I could rent a car and drive home, and the time it's taken me to get get home yeah. from here. No kidding, no well, kidding, unbelievable. All right, thirty seconds again. Check out our website, GridironGreatsMagazine.com. If you do not subscribe, back issue information is there. Go. Thanks for being on, and I will be talking to you in a few weeks. Have a good holiday, and a good Thanksgiving. You as well, and we'll talk to you. Thanks for listening. Take care. <laughs>